3: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Let's just get right out again to our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. This is a treat because we had Amy Trask on yesterday and now Jim Trotter today. And I know Amy Trask has a love affair with Jim Trotter's German Shepherd yes. on Twitter. I see that all the time. It's great to have Jim back with us here on ninety seven three the fan. Jim, good morning.
2: Good morning. Amy and I have a, a love affair or attraction to each other, professionally speaking. As Amy was said, not in a weird, creepy sort of way. So I love Amy Trask, so we, Anytime you want to bring her name up with me, I'm good with it.
0: We can absolutely relate to that, Jim, because we have the exact same thing. She's just the kindest. And I said after the interview yesterday, I said, you know the old phrase, oh, that person's not the sharpest tool in the shed. She is honestly the sharpest tool in the shed. She is just fantastic at what she does.
2: Yeah, and Amy's the best. I, um, we, we have conversations beyond football, so she's just she's a favorite. And the fact that she loves my dog makes her even better.
1: (laughs) So here we are, Jim. We're heading into the month of December. Amazingly, we're just over a month away from the NFL postseason. I wanted to start out, as we're kind of looking at these races, the extra playoff spot that's been added, that that seventh team, it's kept a lot of teams kind of in it here a little bit later in the season. Do you think it's working out the way the NFL intended
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, anything that draws attention to the NFL and keeps eyeballs on the NFL and keeps people attracted to it um, is a win for the league. And adding that extra playoff spot in each conference definitely, as you say, has kept a lot of teams involved. And, and you know, all you hear about every week. It, it's so funny to me. I mean, the NFL, it, every week, you know, it, I, I, I love to hear how people change their opinions based on one week, one game, and it's like the end of the world or, you know, it's the second coming and it just, it just fascinates me. So, um, I hear teams like, I think back to only a couple of weeks ago after Minnesota beats Buffalo and everybody's like, okay, the Vikings are for real. And this, that, and the other, and then they get walloped by the Cowboys. And it's like, man, the Vikings are frauds. And it's like, <laughs> can the truth be somewhere in the middle? Do we, do we have to operate on the extremes here? So, um, so well, yeah, to answer your question, it definitely um, has worked out for the NFL. It has kept people interested. It has kept more people focused in terms of their team still having an opportunity to, to to get in the playoffs and potentially make a run.
0: It's so funny that you say that. You know, can the truth be somewhere in the middle? When in fact. Nobody really knows the truth until the the clock hits zero at the Super Bowl. And then the people that were like, I told you the Bills were for real, or I told you the Chiefs were going to do it again, they all have their moment in the sun. I, I love the piece that you wrote the other day, uh, Jim, and we actually talked about it with Amy yesterday. Uh, the, the teams that you believe in, the teams that you believe in a lot right now, the Chiefs, the Eagles, and the Niners. And the Niners is, is interesting. And you even said, hey, this may be a little bit of a surprise. And Amy had this to say yesterday about it. She said, You're not going to win games with Jimmy Garoppolo, but you're not – what did she say? You're not going to lose games in spite of him? Something like that? Something to that effect? Like, he's good enough to manage, get you to a Super Bowl and possibly win one.
2: Well, I mean, he's shown it. I mean, that's the history. I'm not in any way saying that Jimmy Garoppolo should be confused for Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady. All I'm saying is that they have gone to two NFC championship games and one Super Bowl with him as a starting quarterback. So to say that they can't do it would just be foolish, not only foolish, but it would be wrong factually. They have proven that they can. Now, can they win the game with him? We'll see. I mean, they were an opportunity to win it when they went and played Kansas City, and he missed the throw to to, um, um, Emmanuel Sanders late in the game that could have put it away for San Francisco. So um, I'm not here to say that they can't um, win it with him. Do I think that he is the answer long term? No. but anyone who's going to rule out the 49ers simply because Jimmy G is there, they're just ignoring history. So I'm, I'm, look, when I look at their defense and the way that it's playing right now, when I look at the fact that the offense has become more dynamic with K- Christian McCaffrey there, um, I say that they've got an opportunity to go all the way this year and get it done. Now, I do have some concerns about them. They traded away Jeff Wilson. Um, they're now the running back core. Is starting to be depleted a little bit by injury. There is concern there. Um, so one one player is already down on IR, and and Kyle Shanahan said that Christian McCaffrey had some knee irritation last week. And based on his injury history, you worry about that a little bit. And really, that's the only thing that concerns me about San Francisco is just help as they get later in the year. But I think San Francisco has has the talent, the history, um, the athletic character to come out of the NFC without question.
1: Talking to Jim Trotter here from NFL Network. And, and Jim, I'm, I'm actually a big believer in just the simple point differential stat at this point in the season. And I know it doesn't take into account a lot of things, trends, injuries, things like that, but when you look at the the raw numbers, it tells you San Francisco is one of the best teams. Eagles, Cowboys, Bills, things that we kind of know intrinsically. It also exposes a few teams. And I wondered, you look at a team like the Giants, minus seven in point differential, the Chargers, minus 30. I mean, that that's like the Panthers and other bad teams. They've gotten away with some close wins. Does that not bode well, perhaps, for teams like that down the stretch?
2: You know, Ben, you can make an argument either way on that. So, for instance, with the Chargers, you can say you don't like the the, the point differential. But it's skewed to some degree because, obviously, they got wallowed by Jacksonville, which is a horrible game for them. But then they've been winning a lot of one-possession games of late. Um, which is something that we haven't seen from this club for a while. It, over the last two years, they've started, they've gotten better at that. There was one point where they were just awful in previous years and won score games. So you could say if you throw out that one bad game, and, and I believe that every team in the league for the most part will have one game where you just sit there and shake your head and go, man, that was ugly, but let's move on. Um, Philadelphia had that against Washington. Um, Minnesota had that against Dallas. Um, It happens. So the Chargers had one of those against um, Jacksonville, where it was just sort of inexplicable. But on the flip side, you can say that they're showing athletic character by being able to find a way to win these one-score games when they are not at full strength. It's funny, I had um, in my class last night at San Diego State, the students were writing, um, we were working on um, um, columns. And so one of the students wrote a the column basically saying it's over for the Chargers. They're not going anywhere. to send the other, and I said, and, it I, and I said to him, "It wasn't Ben. It was not Ben." Okay. But, I just want to clarify. No, it, wasn't it was
0: not Ben. At I would take at Jim's night. class, though. I'm very intrigued
2: by this. He, he wouldn't, but but my point was, I said to him, "You're fine if that is your opinion and your belief, and you feel that you can back it up." I said, "But it would be very easy for someone on the other side to make the argument." that the fact that they are still in this thing with all of the injuries that they've had, you know, despite that Jacksonville game, et cetera, that if they can get people um, back, which they're hoping to do, um, that they would be in a position to be a, a contender come playoff time. So it's just, it's interesting how, what prism you choose to view things through. And and I know that as it relates to the Chargers, there there's a lot of personal and emotional history in terms of how some view them, but um that's what makes the nfl so great i say this all the time and people think i'm kidding but i i don't get people who bet on the nfl i never could because so it truly isn't in, in any given sunday league where if you don't come to play or if you're not on your game um you not only can get beaten but you can get embarrassed at times so uh for me like you say um I just want to get to the, you know, late January and see who's there, who's healthy, who's got momentum, and then we can make some judgments there. But for now, I kind of just sit back and watch the show, and I know I have to write about it and whatnot, but um, I don't don't like to make, you know, bold predictions at this point because you just don't know talking to uh,
0: Jim Trotter our buddy from the uh, NFL Network here on Ben & Woods this morning in your opinion who's the team uh, that people are sleeping on the most i had you know in your column you did mention the Miami Dolphins and and what two has been able to do this year that team has shown patience he's had a couple different coaches and but he, he really seems to be coming into his own a little bit he's getting some help uh, I- that's who i have is kind of the team that that people are sleeping on a little bit but did you have another one
2: no, I think Miami's a great pig. I'm, I'm actually going to go see them this weekend up in, in San Francisco. Um, I'm fascinated to see that there's a possibility that the weather may not be good up there this weekend. And so I know everyone wants to say, well, how will Miami play in, the, in adverse weather conditions, whether it's rain and wind or whether it's just freezing cold, those sorts of things. And, of course, we won't have those answers until we see it, although everyone's going to tell you how they're going to play already as if they know. Um, but Miami – truly intrigues me, and I I find Miami to be one of the better stories in the NFL from this standpoint. Um, It speaks to the power of relationships and coaching. When you talk about what you are seeing from Tua this year and the relationship that he has with Mike McDaniel, where Mike McDaniel has gotten him to believe in himself, and it is through positive reinforcement and obviously having um, increased talent around him, But the positive reinforcement that you are a good quarterback and that we can do things to put you in a good position to be successful. And if you do these things, here's where we can find success. And to see it um, um, come to fruition, you know, when you hear Tua talk about last week that at times he questioned whether or not, and this is his word, whether he sucked, man, to me, the emotion of that is so raw and so real and and it just points out that that to me many times with players who we want to label as busts or disappointments, that their performance has as much to do with circumstance as it does with their own ability. So um, I know I got off track in terms of your question. I think Miami is one of those teams. Another team I'm I'm, I'm kind of interested in, and and I'm not saying that they're a sleeper team to go far in the playoffs or something like that. But looking at Washington right now and everything that it ha- has had to overcome, including a one and four start, an owner who can't get out of the headlines, <clears throat> the potential sale of this team, um, Brian Robinson being shot going into the, into the season and now what he's doing, uh, the quarterback controversy with Carson Wentz and whether or not he's the guy and then see Taylor Haneke come in. And to so all of a sudden see them go on this run that they're on, and there's nothing impressive about it other than the fact that they're just winning. Momentum has a lot to, to – can carry a team, you know, a good distance in this league when players start to believe in each other and start to believe in their coaches. So while Washington may be in last place in the NFC East, which has turned out to be the best division in football this year, um, they're, they're, the way that – what they are doing – has opened my eyes and has made me take notice of them. To say I want to see how far they can
1: carry this under Ron Rivera, with long history back here in San Diego Absolutely. as well. Last thing for Jim Trotter, and it has to do with coaching. I am very torn about the Colts hiring of Jeff Saturday. I'm a big believer in paying your dues. I hate to see coaches who have done so, especially minority candidates, get passed up for a guy who just steps in with no experience. But I also believe in you know thinking outside the box and that fresh eyes can be a good thing. Uh, you know, and a guy that that can come in from outside the organization can help a team sometimes. What do you feel about the whole situation in Indy?
2: Um, I wrote about this a um a couple of weeks ago after Jeff's first um game as coach when they went out to Las Vegas and I went to the game and I talked to him about it afterwards. Look, I full disclosure, Jeff's a friend of mine. Um we work together at ESPN, we've golfed together, we've we've broken bread together, we've had lots of conversations about things outside of football and whatnot. He's somebody that I respect and, and consider a friend. But as I told him, because I didn't want to write it without telling him personally, face-to-face, um, I thought it was wrong that he got that job. And my point is that we have had a lot of conversations, not a lot, but we've had conversations in the past about the NFL being a meritocracy. And we've had conversations about you know the lack of diverse hires in the NFL and whatnot, and I felt on both those fronts, his hiring set the cause back. From this standpoint, um, there are coaches who have spent all of their adult life, if not, um, I should say most of their adult life, if not all of it, trying to climb that professional ladder to get an opportunity to be a head coach. And he simply jumped to the front of the line with no, with no experience whatsoever other than playing on the field. And the other thing is, if you believe in meritocracy and you believe that, that particularly diverse candidates – um, have been slighted in this process, my question to him was, as a, as a head coach, what do you ask of your players? You say to them, can you make personal sacrifice for the greater good, for the team good? And what I said to Jeff is, if you believe that in meritocracy and you believe that diverse candidates divert, um, have earned opportunities that they're not receiving, did you ever give consideration to turning down the job um, for the greater good and you know he gave me his reasons for why he didn't and whatnot so to answer your questions i i I didn't agree with the hire i don't agree with the hire i love jeff saturday as a man and as a friend but i do believe in meritocracy and i do believe that people um have earned opportunities should get opportunities regardless of race or anything else so um what i also said to him is you got this job in part because of your relationship with the owner and how many black players actually have relationships with owners, NFL owners, where there are no black owners, to where an owner will say, I want to bring you in, jump you to the front of the line, and give you an opportunity. It just hasn't happened. If it happened, and, and it was a level playing field in that way, more power to the Colts and Jim Arce. But that's not the field we play on.
1: Jim, thank you. Uh, next time in the offseason you go on one of your golf uh, junket weeks and start tweeting about it, give us a call. We'd yes, like to please. join you.
0: Anytime. Anytime you're ready.
2: Oh, you can you can count after the Super Bowl. I will be on the course, no question. Thank you,
1: thank you so much, Jim.
2: All right, guys. Jim, Jim
1: Trotter, NFL Network, always uh, with some good insight and uh, some great takes on the NFL. Okay,
3: picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.